Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC, uh, along with the Lead Pastor today, Brad Livingston. Today, Brad Livingston. Uh, Another day, you I never s- know. <laughs> I said that out of order. He's our lead pastor today. I don't know about tomorrow. Yeah, right, right, right. right. No, nah, no one's getting rid I've of me. I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> We've been getting some emails. And, uh, no, hey, guys, it's good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And today um, and this weekend, man, not just another weekend. Not a regular Sunday. Not a regular Sunday. Not a regular weekend. Um, This past Sunday, for those of you, maybe you didn't hear it or you didn't watch us live or you've missed out on social media, whatever, whatever, all the different avenues we've given this information out. Uh, We are moving. Yes, we we are are. moving. Yes, we are. uh, So, Transformation Church. Not just figuratively. Not just, yeah, we're not figuratively, (laughs) just figuratively moving. Um, Literally moving. Literally moving. So, uh, come June 2nd, we will be, uh, we'll be meeting at the AMC on Bayou Boulevard in Pensacola, Florida. That's AMC 15? 15. 15. Behind Buffalo Wild Wings. Show enough. Next to Cordova Mall. And so, man, we're pumped. I mean, this past Sunday, we we introduced it to the church and we told everybody. And man, the just the feedback was phenomenal. I mean, it was just so. There's so much excitement. Um, you know, in the first service, someone thought we were buying the, the AMC. I said, "Whoa, whoa!" I mean, do oh, it, Lord. They thought we bought the building. They thought we bought the building. Yeah, wow. and I was like, I was like, no. I mean, we ain't there. Maybe one day. I mean, if the That's Lord quite says a building. It's so, that's a huge building. Listen, if God's gonna sit a building in my lap, I'll take it. Oh yeah, all day. Son, um, all day. If you watch the new girl, anyway. So, um, yeah, it's man, it's great. What an opportunity! And uh, we've been working with AMC, who has man, they as a corporation have been phenomenal, um, and uh, helping us get in there, helping us get in there, and and meeting some of our ridiculous deadlines, and getting us answers and contracts, and and um, the manager there, his name is Andy. Yes. If you go to AMC on Bayou. And you happen to ask for or see the manager. His name is Andy, short white dude. Um, man, like give him a shout out. Let him know you're from Transformation Church. Let him know how much you appreciate all of his hard work and how much he's been helping us because he's really been going out of his way to accommodate all of our needs. And it's it's not easy, bro. We were talking about this the other day, right? How some churches, you know, there's a Connection Point Church. Shout out to yes. Scott and Juan. It's a, uh, it's a Connection Point. It's a new church here. New church in, in, uh, in the AMC on W Street. One of the luxuries that the new churches have, and don't get me wrong, I know there's a tons of that hard things. One of the things that's good about a new church is you're painting the picture of your church for the first time. Mm-hmm. So people don't have a preconceived idea of what you're supposed to look like. You just look like whatever you look like when they got there, and that's cool. It, I feel like it's harder for us because there's pressure to meet a certain excellent standard that we've already set in our current facility in the in the AMC when we move in. From an experience standpoint. Experience standpoint. Yeah. So the look and the sound and the lights and the excellence, even in kids ministry, you know, can pulling off the kids ministry in a way that, um, you know, it, it you're not 
intimidated by your surroundings, but that the kids feel, you know, the interaction. Um, and we have, and I do believe we've kind of gone out of our way to, um, you know, spend extra money, not foolishly, but spend necessary, um, funds and, and, and do everything to make, uh, AMC on Bayou on June 2nd feel as excellent, if not more excellent, um, and better than the current facility that we're in. So I believe we're going to have a better experience. I believe we're going to get to reach new people that we haven't got a chance to reach uh, where we're currently at. And I believe God is going to show up in amazing ways. And I'm, I'm anticipating that, man, that, uh, uh, a certain level of explosion in a good way <laughs> um, of people coming in and meeting Jesus and, and getting plugged into the church, the system, community, all those things. So, well, I mean, there's a lot of benefits of being not just a portable, like a portable church, but a church, especially in a theater like that, you know, there's just a lot of, especially when you're a church like ours, it's, um, you know, we have a lot of people that, you know, no, no church or very little church background, you know, so there's a lot of benefit of like the idea of taking church to the people, you know, um, going into places they already go to. And it's, you know, it's helpful with that. You know, it's like, definitely there, there's a, there's something about church that when people who don't go to church get invited, there's, they almost like, I think, I think nerves, even from like, what should I wear? Like, right. You right, know, totally, there's totally. this, there's this kind of thing, but with the, the what it's like, you know, it's, hey, it's at AMC come to my church this weekend. It's like, okay, cool. Like I go there. Like I've been, I've been there before. Right. You know? uh, it helps just kind of take that barrier down, you know, because, I think a lot, everything is spiritual on some level, but setting the spiritual aside, you don't want all those barriers keeping people from visiting your church. Oh, totally. Just when they're like, well, I don't even have nothing to wear. What should I do? You know? totally. um, no, so totally you can remove right. those barriers and overcome those objections for lack of a better word. Um, I think it's, I think it's helpful. You know, it's a good part of town. It's a, it's a nice part of town. There's a lot of activity, you know, the yeah. malls right there, a lot of restaurants, sacred hearts right there. You know, yep. there's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know that it's the central spot of town, but it certainly is one of them. You know, you got um, a couple, it's a, big, it's a hub, of, yeah. right? You know, a couple blocks up the road where, where you know, airport and ninth, and that whole little airport strip of airport boulevard right there. There's just tons of stuff going on. So, Poppin', um, yep. yeah, uh, PSC, Pensacola state is right there. So yeah, it's, a. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I cannot wait to get in there. Yeah, we're so excited, man. And uh, just some, I mean, there's just a number of opportunities that get created, you know, in, in an environment like that, you know, and even to, it, even for kids ministry, right? So what's cool is it, the AMC has smaller theaters. Each one's seat about 100, but the way the layout is, you can cut that room in half and blah, blah. Anyway, so um, like our kids ministry is going to be, like all elementary age, right? All of them are in one theater. Like they got their own theater, setting up their own lighting. We're setting up, you know, projector sound system for them. Like it's going to be phenomenal. Kids are going to love it. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, And then the toddlers have their own sanctuary. The Haven have their own sanctuary. I mean, uh, theater or auditorium. Like they all, each one have their own auditorium. Our nursery has its own room. Like it's just so good, man. So it's going to be nice. It is. I'm real excited. I mean, is a, is a lot of work for us in the next four to five weeks. Isn't it though? Um, nonetheless, that's what we get paid to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. amongst other things, amongst a million other things. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's a, it's awesome. It's a great opportunity. And man, our church transformation church. Thank you guys so much. You know, Sunday's message was really, um, I I pray it was encouraging. Um, I pray that it inspired you, number one, to to see how Jesus wants to 
save us, yes, but then work in our lives. I mean, and, and, and capitalizing on what's now, capitalizing on the opportunity. And the whole series that we kicked off on Sunday was imagine, right? So imagine and... And the, you know, so I, I do want to give a special shout out, man, because I just got a text message from another couple that said that they're going to sign up for the dream team, uh, the Imagine Dream Team project. Like they're going to sign up today. That's two more. Like I, and I got another text message late last night. So I don't think they've been recorded. So, I mean, we're around like 40 people that have jumped on board in the last two days to say like, I'm, I'm in like whatever, where we're going as a church, I'm in. Like yeah. I'm ready to, to give some of my time, my talents, you know, whatever. Um, and man, I just want to give a special thank you, man. Thank you guys so much for believing in where we're going as a church, believing in me as a pastor, us as a staff, um, and saying like, you know what, I can see what God is doing here and I'm in like, you know, you point the direction and we're all going to go together, Yep. you know? And, uh, and so it's, we're, we're super encouraged to have every single person on the TC dream team and every person in transformation church in general, alongside us for this journey, it's going to be phenomenal changes necessary. Like it is necessary that things will change. Some of the things that we've gotten used to, some of those things will probably change. Right. Um, you know, we were talking about that staff meeting today, just different things that people are accustomed to. Some of those are going to change, but you know, they're going to change for the good because oh, yeah. when you get put into a position of change and being uncomfortable it means you have to adapt to what's new or what's now versus being fixated on what was and keeping us on the edge of change is so good so um i want to just say thank you guys man thank you for everyone from tc that um is is going with us that's rocking uh you supporting us um and and i and i was encouraged just by the uh you know not just like the personal um messages that you know, we each probably got Pastor Dan probably got, um, but just even on Facebook, like from our fellow pastors of other churches here. Yeah, in town, totally. Yeah, you know, um, there's such a cool, there's such a cool camaraderie with a group of a group of us here in town. Yeah, totally. That are just um, all for each other. You know, our churches are for their churches and um, that type of thing. So uh, that that was just kind of cool too. I mean, you were in the car yesterday and we talked to. Uh, Pastor Michael Montgomery, Pursue Life Church. Pursue he, Life he, Church. He had called. We were in the car together. We talked to him. They just moved locations as well. They did. They, they went portable at UWF. Yeah. They, they own a building, um, and then they went portable at UWF, having services there, and um, you know, which has been cool. I've been talking a lot with with his some one of his pastors that's involved with this college ministry we got going on at UWF. You know, because because they're right, connect they're right, Pensacola. Yeah, connect Pensacola, but this college ministry. Because um, we talk about it because you know some of those college kids that live on campus. What better church to go to than Pursue Life that's right there on campus? Also, totally. You know, so, totally. Um, so, yeah, it's just all these churches are not just churches that say that we're the four other churches. Not, and, and I didn't mean to imply there are churches that just say that. I think obviously there probably are. But um, because it's not just the church as the organization is for the other organizations. It's a personal because it's the pastors and leaders are for the other leaders. Like, And we're friends. Like, yeah, of course. Know. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a lonely world. Ministry is a lonely world, and people maybe underestimate that. You know, it, it it's that old thing. It's like people just think that you're at someone's birthday party all the time, or you're just like constantly doing stuff. And the reality is, ministry for the most part can can be a lonely gig. Now, all that aside, Transformation Church, you are not the norm. In that you we cultivate and we create and we harness and we appreciate and we promote. 
community so much and so many people at transformation church are my genuine friends like mm-hmm. brothers and sisters you know what i mean like we our last small group for the semester was this past sunday at our house you know, we had a grill out on the deck and and there's 20 people at my house so let's not pretend like there are people you know what i mean we're building great relationships with people me and ashley went to go see avengers in game oh, was it good monday night it was good it was good so yeah that's fine. Yeah, it was good yeah. yeah it was good <laughs> i felt like they really catered to the comic book nerds in that movie more than the average joe there were so many things that were going on under the surface that if you're a nerd you really appreciated if you weren't a nerd you were kind of yawning for parts of it uh, but, but whatever yeah anyways but keisha went with us because tim had already gone so we're like yeah ashley and keisha like the keisha and tim are in the marriage small group with us um and keisha and ashley were talking and you know like we all went to what, like you know, like so there are things happening. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, ministry in general can sometimes be lonely. For, what you, I think you mean is, for a lot of pastors, for a lot of pastors, lonely. it yes. is lonely. Yes, yes. Um, and I'm grateful that at TC that's not the case. Right. I'm grateful that at TC we have genuine uh, family, the TC family that uh, is is here for us and with us, and, and we rock together. And and so moving into this new adventure, we're moving into it together. You know, this isn't like. Pastor Brad's idea and everyone's just along for the ride. Like we're going together. We're doing this thing together and our coaches are excited. Our directors are excited. Um, our trustees are excited. Um, and then our pastoral team and staff is excited. So man, J.O.'s excited. J.O. is excited. I'm so For excited. reasons we can't even discuss I'm on this so podcast. excited. Justin oh. is excited. So, oh my God. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's good, man. So we're, we're, we're super excited. We're, we're pumped. We really are. And just everything, man everything that god is going to do you know it, because you know, we said this sunday it's not about i'm not trying to build a kingdom for me here no we're just trying to do whatever it takes to reach as many lost people as we can and and we definitely believe amc is going to make that possible yeah we definitely believe that's the next step in our journey if we didn't believe it we wouldn't be going that's right. um and so yeah. we're we're going and god's gonna god is going to do some amazing things and so man we're super super pumped if you're in the pensacola area you weren't here sunday um, I encourage you to send an email to our Transformation Church office and we can send you the link. So if you're not on the Dream Team um, and you're in the Pensacola area and you just happen to not be able to be here Sunday, but you're like, hey, I'm in. Like, what, where can I help? How can I, what, you know, what's, what can I do? What's next for me? What's my next step? Uh, man, send us a, a an email uh, either at Follow up at transformationchurch.com or just contact uh, yeah, at transformationchurch.com. Yeah, don't do, follow, do contact at transformationchurch.com. And uh, they'll get you plugged in and give you all the information that you need. And we're doing some growth track fast passes this month. Yes. So we got three different days that we're doing the entire growth track in one day. Actually, in like just a this morning. Friday. Yeah, this Friday is the first one. Um, you know, it's not a whole day. Like that made it sound like one whole day. It's like you know, a few hours. Yeah. So we're you know this Friday we're going from like nine to twelve thirty. I think uh, next Saturday we're doing it, and then there's a Wednesday night coming up that we're doing it. So plenty of opportunities to get you get yourself plugged in, and and uh, man. How awesome is this? Such a great opportunity, such a great season, and that was what we talked about Sunday. So all that was kind of the <laughs> that was all kind of the interlude to to what we talked about Sunday. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we talked about we talked about what's now. Now, Justin, did you connect whatsoever with my tubing, lazy river analogy? Are you were you a water park kid? When yeah, you're oh going? yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your favorite water park? Uh, did you have one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Shipwreck Island in Panama City. Okay, come on. Shipwreck Island was good. Is it that was, what turned into Big Kahuna's, or is that no, next to no, it? No, no, Big Kahuna's in Destin. Destin, you're right, you're right, okay. Panama City, you know, it's a good bit farther than Destin. Yeah, so about, a, about an hour, I guess? Farther. Okay. Yeah, it's a... It, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's a good little ride from Pensacola. Yeah. Um, But... We used to go every summer, for, like around my birthday, with a group of family, cousins, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom and Did JC go. I don't know. Probably. Probably. But I don't know. That's the, that's um, the last person needs to be at a water park. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it was that side of the family. Okay. So surely, surely JC went. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember without my Tyler. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that's far. But um, Big Kahuna's was is pretty good in yep. Destin. Uh, I was never too big on. Uh, I mean, if, you, if someone says, "Hey, you want to go to the water park?" and we're going to this one, I'm going to say yes. But, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, Waterville over in Gulf Shores yep. was not all that to me. It's not. It's but okay. I would go. Sure. Uh, the, if you got kids, the one here at Sam Swan City ain't bad. Oh, really? I've not been to that one. I mean, they've so added, grown now, so. they've added like big slides and okay. stuff. Like it's okay. it's not bad. Um, and I think there's some people in our church, if I'm not mistaken. I think Sagan and them is one of our coaches. I think they might have like some passes. The season passes season are passes. the season passes are fairly inexpensive. Um, huh? And and you go like on a Saturday and just chill because they got a lazy river and everything, so it's not bad. But yeah, yeah. I, I like water parks. But so yes. I, I could I do I do like the lazy river like for float man the the name itself <laughs> is like uh, I'm in it's made for me yeah I because mean, I mean <laughs> because the last time I went to the water park here like I'm a little older and weigh a little more than I used to facts so those slides are really high you just I feel threatened. and they don't have elevators <laughs> you're walking you're walking like twenty flights of stairs to get up there so, so, we're back we're back we're back. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, we just cut out about two minutes of a podcast that you guys didn't need to hear, but we're back now. What you were saying is there's too many flights of stairs, and we're a little older and a little heavier than we used to be. Yeah, it was a lot of work to get up there. Man, listen, that's why the Lazy River was so good. Just sit there and float, you know? But the slides are fun. It's worth it, but it's just a lot. So, you do slides a couple times. You know, you come down, you you know... It's. I need about twenty minutes in this river, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. In between slide experiences. Yeah. So it's like, man, uh, I work twenty minutes to get up there, and then it's done in thirty seconds. Water parks are fun, but you know, water parks are expensive. They are. To go to Big Kahuna for the day, you about to drop some coin. I think it's because we, when we were kids, we never had to pay for it, so we didn't know, like, we didn't realize how much it was. Man, it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, if you got a family of four, that's an expensive day. Yeah. So we, you you've been with some of the like some other people that with the kids and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we we went one year, a couple years ago, just uh, several years ago to to Big Kahuna, um, and I think it, I think it was around me and Leaf. Me and Leaf, my buddy Leaf, have a birthday within like okay. two weeks of each other, week and a half. Yeah. So we a lot of times do something together. Um, and Leaf's got a brother, Todd. You know Todd Phillips. Oh yeah. Todd's daughter is got the same birthday as me. So a lot of times their family does a big birthday thing, and I'm part of. Yeah, I yeah, get, yeah. They throw me in the mix. Y'all know each other so long. But so it's like so I'm there. Todd's daughter leaves the whole thing. Um, but anyways, a group of us went. Tyler and then brought their kids. But we we rented like a cabana thing at Big Kahuna. It's like a hundred bucks. You get the, a private cabana, but they have like a waitress and stuff. Now you got to pay for the food still. Yeah, totally. But they like deliver it to you, and That's like what's you up. just leave your stuff. They kind of it's kind of in its own little section, so you don't have to worry about putting your crap in a locker or whatever. Um, but that was a hundred dollars on top of yeah, know, yeah taking yeah, yeah. in, you know. Yeah. So we just kind of all split the hundred bucks. So that wasn't that bad, but still, you know, and you know, when you really think about water parks, it can be gross when you think about it. Absolutely, it's like, disgusting. I mean, it's a giant urinal. Uh, not even a urinal. <laughs> it's a toilet. It's a toilet. Yeah. Um. Surely nothing can survive in that water. 
That, yeah, it's so chlorinated, dog. But, you know, there's a lot of, not just people, there's a lot of kids. Like, yeah, kids don't yeah, totally. necessarily think. but Think nothing. Um, but water parks are fun. Yeah, they I are. just don't. I just don't care to go. Like, I don't want to go the first week, like, in August, one of the hottest weeks of the year Ooh. or something, when everyone's there. Like, yeah, I don't want to be right. in the Lazy River, like, all yeah. up. No one can move because yeah, you're we're, just stuck. Yeah, it's like a, it's just like a big mass of. I think like you know they talk about the big uh, in the oceans that big trash yeah, field yeah, yeah, floating yeah. around. That's what I feel like the lazy river is. Just a yeah. bunch of just a bunch of white trash floating around. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can leave that one. That's, <laughs> we'll leave that, that one. That in. was funny. That, that was yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> um, it was a personal it's attack. A double entendre. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I was I was saw a meme just a little bit ago, and it was a it was like a ham sandwich, right? And it had Doritos crushed up on top oh, of yeah, it. I used to do that. It was like this hits differently after a full oh, day at the water yes, park. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that. <laughs> that was like true, true facts. No, but water parks are fun. Yeah. yeah. So, now your little friend though, I, Mike, it was a trip, man. I don't think he was. He cold yeah. his beer in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, gonna walk around the lit river the whole day yeah he wouldn't yeah if it, to get the full analogy you got to go listen to the sermon from sunday but yeah we talked about what mike he was kind of not he he was scared of the lazy river he would go down the jet stream water slide but he wouldn't get in the lazy river i don't know what was going on but all that yeah. to say you ever go down those slides and then before you stand up you make sure your pants are still on yes <laughs> yes uh, yeah, yeah, I got that Kevin McAllister deal going on. <laughs> but all that to say, we kind of talked about it a little bit. My buddy, to get the full thing, you can get it with my buddy. He followed us around a lazy river. We, me and a couple of friends, we floated in the river. He, My buddy Mike was afraid to get in the river, so he just walked around the edge of the perimeter next to us while we floated. No. Uh, it was exhausting. I mean, he's like an idiot. Now you're having to entertain him. Yeah. Now he's walking, he's bumping into people, knocking people's drinks over, stepping over lawn chairs. It was a big old mess. Anyways, I was just like, what is his deal? So we kicked off the sermon kind of talking about that for a little bit. And, and so we kind of segued into this idea of who we are as a church, right? And mm-hmm. uh, as a church, we believe that God wants every person to go on a step, a four-step journey. Right, and that's that they would know God, not just know about God, but know God. They would find freedom because just because we have been freed from our sin doesn't mean our sin is completely out of us. Um, and then we want to discover purpose. There's something inside of us. God wants to help us discover what He's put in there to use for His glory in the kingdom, and then make a difference in people's lives. Right. So that's the fourth step: know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. And so we jump into Genesis two. Where we're talking about Adam, Adam uh, and Eve in the garden. And uh, just why don't you read it for us, 15 and 16. Yeah, here we go. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. And so the idea here is we talked about the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. And... In the garden, Adam had so many of these choices, right? God pretty much tells him. He's like stacks the deck for him. Hey, listen, you can have whatever you want. Like this, all of this is yours. Just don't eat this one tree. Now, what does my man do? Eats the, from that tree. Man, God had to know he was going to do that. He, did, of course, of course, he did. Yeah, right? yeah. It's just like you know. so. Adam, <laughs> knucklehead. Anyway, so uh, Adam eats the fruit in the garden, and because of that, sin enters the world, right? But the, the what we were trying to communicate to on, on Sunday, 
because the the title of Sunday was Imagine What's Now. And so many times in our life, we're trying to imagine what's next. We're trying to look for what's coming. We, you know, when I, we, we have convinced ourselves, like we'll see in a little bit, that, that joy is on the other side of whatever's currently in front of us. And the problem is many of us will spend our whole life just trying to get through whatever season we're in, thinking that the next one will be better. In reality, it's not. It's not. There's always, don't get me wrong, there's always something to look forward to, but you only get to seize your own moment when you're in it. And I, you know, I used a phrase that, you know, opportunity rarely checks your calendar first. You know, great opportunity. It yeah. rarely checks your calendar. No, no great opportunity comes at the right time. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, like, I do. And, that, and that's the thing is like, uh, I think mo- most people probably there's there's at some point in your life there's great opportunity presents itself or more than once, you know. But just so many people, just out of maybe fear of the unknown. Sure, it doesn't mean you're about, like anything wrong right, with right, you. Right, right, right. But it's like, um, man, it takes it takes cur- it takes a lot of courage to alter the course of your life in a in a moment or a short bit of moments, right. you know. Um, that's a, that's hardcore. Yeah. That's hardcore. Totally. Totally. And that's the, that's where you find, we find ourselves, right? It's like, we find ourselves wanting to be part of great things, but we don't want to be troubled by discouragement, disappointment, or even just inconvenience. Like, well, God, that would, I would love to do that, but I've got this thing over here. Right. And it's like understanding that there are key moments in our life where great opportunities show up, but they never check our calendar first. It's never... Like at the time we wish it was, it's always just at whatever the time is. And we have to capitalize on moments like that. Well, I read something, you know, we talk a lot about the uh, personality types and yep. stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm totally obsessed, you know. Yeah, it took very uh, much so. Um, so. But I read something interesting about my, my Myers-Briggs. Okay. Is like where I, uh, I don't, I, I my personality type is an ENTJ is not interested and spending a whole lot of time, it, I was reading something in the context of relationships, okay. where they where where we as ENTJs have a hard time apologizing. The reason is, and I've always had a hard time apologizing, even if I felt I was wrong, which I usually don't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but but what I what I read what it, it shed light onto the fact of what, why that is, and it made so much sense. It, it made me feel better about not wanting to apologize. It's even a failure. Like if I did something wrong or I right. failed, um, to us as ENTJs, we view it as data to go to into learn. our bank to learn from. Yeah. So it's it's not it's like it's not a bad thing. So there's no sense in apologizing for it because we're learning from it as we're moving forward. Right. So of course that's hard in a say in a, a even a romantic relationship. Like if you were married. Yeah. That's not going to go over well, most likely with your spouse. Uh, so it's it's being aware that you're like that and no. But but I was like, man, that that. That makes total sense of why I don't like to, because I do view it as okay. This is what went wrong. It's data, yeah. but for the, for the it's the fear of failing for for most people. For a lot of people, yeah. It's uh, you're right. I mean, you're you're right. I just yeah. I just thought that was interesting. It's so funny because when you talk about your ENTJ, like pretty much everything you say, I'm like, God, it's so because my ENT, my T and my F, my ENTJ, ENFJ. I'm an ENFJ. But out of the hundred scale for the T and the F, I was fifty-two F and forty-eight T. 
So it's like I'm almost down the middle on the F and the T. I, get, I think it probably just depends on what the circumstance is. Right, I right. like I. So yeah, when you when you talk, because I'm the same way. Like I usually don't get emotional about disappointments. Like I'm just kind of like, all right, that is what it is. Like let's keep moving. You know, well, like well, sometimes unnecessarily. Well, it was very interesting to is, is with that is you know when you take these tests or a lot of times when you restart when you dig deeper into reading about them and stuff. Right. You know, you come across like who in history was what, especially at mine as an ENTJ. That's what I'm reading about as an ENTJ and it you know um i listened to this audiobook recently the short little audible thing whatever but they're talking about people who are entjs and it's yeah. like that makes sense that makes sense and and uh, this is going to sound really kind of braggadocious in a sense but whatever it's it's almost like some of the ones that have accomplished great things like steve jobs is an entj yeah now i'm not comparing myself to steve jobs in any way here perform but you could see why he was not afraid to risk things right because he didn't view failure as like a deterrent yeah. it was a almost a motivation or if anything we're going to learn from this you know yeah yeah, yeah. no i i totally agree you know it, and i think i think even there are things that i have experienced personally even jabin as an example yeah um and things that i'm experiencing just in like spiritually that i think that the entj slash enfj like my mind but i think that um like i kind of take that approach to like and it almost sounds callous. Like it's hard for some people to figure out sometimes. And it's funny because I'll swing on it really fast. There are days that I'm very much that way. And then there will be one random day out of the month where I'm a lot more like uh, emotional. I feel like it's so I'm, I'm, yeah, I can, that, you know, ENFJ comes sliding in pretty quick. Well, well, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because like for ENTJs, we don't feel so right. we have this joke like like yeah, where like, do I, think? Yeah. I don't have emotions or I'm you know no <laughs> soul or whatever yeah He's a robot, it's guys. just uh, I don't feel I think you know it's like how do you feel about this well I don't I don't feel anything don't feel about it I but think, I think yeah. this um, there's a lot of truth in that now yeah. to people that are feelers that sounds crazy yeah 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 um, you know but it's it, why we don't bring you to a lot of creative meetings no yeah well, yeah yeah. Because it's, it's a lot of feel stuff. It's like, feel stuff. Yeah, uh, and I and I get it. Sure, but I I get it from a, a concept. I don't right. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it as a as an it, idea. It is who you are. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's just so funny. Um, and I don't know how we got on this little trail of the personality types. Something you said, but um, yeah. there's so much in that. Yeah, you know, we, we were talking about like how people approach opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, because I mean that's that you're right. That's how a lot. Yeah, some people are fe- are scared of opportunity. Um. I see every opportunity as a challenge and I love challenge. You know, that's part of me, like the ENCJ thing, like I will crush your soul type of like my mentality and everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like every, every person that's not for me is someone that I have to destroy. And that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. But, but, <laughs> but uh, in the, in the right opposition, you in know the right I mean? context. And it's almost like, but people, you, you, there's, I don't know how else that you can say that. You, it's said that way because you can make sense of it. Even people that don't may not have our personality type, right. at least it makes sense. But it's like, um, it's not that I actually want to destroy everyone. I just, I approach everything almost like a game. Right. You know, um, yeah. anyone, and y'all know this, I will debate anyone on any subject, <laughs> right? And I want- Even if you don't believe it. Even I don't have to believe right. it, I, but I want to debate, and then I want to win. Yeah, like um, and it's just like I in that moment I want to destroy you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not you know um, 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I no, have to win. Yeah. Well, of course. That's the only reason we're here. <laughs> like, right. <you> know? right. <laughs> I, like, I am a winner. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why it's dangerous to put me and Justin on the same team. Uh, like, but I think that's one of the reasons why in ministry, like, you know, Justin and I run at a very similar pace in ministry. Like, we're we both move at a with a similar cadence. I think it's scary for us two to only have worked together as long as we have. Yeah. It's pretty like, but it's hard. It's, it, it is. What, it not us working together is not hard. It's hard. Hmm, let me let me pause. And you talking about for other people? Or you- it's hard knowing that other people that aren't not not spiritually in any way, shape, or form, but other people because we work with people and deal with right. people in ministry. Um, the negative that can be viewed on a D uh, a, a D in the disc personality. Yep. Or even things like ENTJs, or yeah. a three, or an eight in the Enneagram. I think it's an eight in the Enneagram. Like that's the hard part. Yeah. Um, and that's just why you got to be aware of it to to make sure you're not always super yeah. in your in your in your personality type alone. Uh, not that you want to put everyone fits in this box, but yeah. it does give insight. But um, well, and it's it's, it's funny. I mean, even on our pastoral lead team. So for those of you that are listening, you don't know, like pastoral lead team is myself as the lead pastor, Justin's the executive pastor, and then Pastor Dan is the founding pastor. Yeah. Right. And Pastor Dan is a feeler, like one hundred percent feeling all the time like he oh, yeah. processes every emotion with a heart not a mind you know what i mean it's not to say he's dumb he just that's the way he brought like his immediate reaction is how is this going to affect people he's true he's got a not just that but he has the true pastoral gift totally like where and i don't mean from a, a title shepherd gift a shepherd a, a gift. shepherd pa- yeah. you know that that type of uh the pastor slash shepherd is even our growth track book is how yeah. like pastor yeah. slash shepherd um i don't have that that's not my top two or three primary gifts. Sure. Um, where like my primary gift is administration. Right. Um, so he's truly the pastor shepherd type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why he's was good as the pastor of this church and why mm-hmm. he's also phenomenal in his leading small groups and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. is, no, is that reason? Yeah, because he's on the ground level. Like he, he does, he, he's such a, he feels like his, he leads with his heart and you know, sometimes there's degrees that I'm like, whoa, like thank you, but whoa, um, you know. But it's it, he feels with his heart, and so it's funny. Pastor Dan is like almost 100% feel, you know, like he'll process with his heart. You're the opposite. You're like 100% think, like process this logistically, data yeah. information, um, and I find myself in the middle somewhere. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, because the it, it's it's only like that because it like I was very much. That makes me sound like not a people person. No, yeah, yeah, not my intention. And, yeah, and I know I that. You. I know that. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. That's how sure. I think. Um, I do enjoy people. I like. I, I enjoy people's social settings. But my first thought in a work context is not the person; it's the organization. Yeah. Where Pastor Dan, I think, is is the opposite. Like, the person. What do we need to do for this person right totally. right now? Totally. Hundred um, percent. And and I'm like, I want to help people. Oh. But how does it fit into what the organization does? Like, can we do whatever yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, or 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 whatever? I always think that way. Me, which yeah. there's ba- there's there's goods and bads to both of those, sure. and they balance each other out. Well, that's the thing. That's what I was going to say. Is both of them are necessary, right? It because, gotta be because uh, you know, Pastor Dan, anyone, take Pastor Dan out of the equation. Anyone yeah. that feels, anyone that leads with their heart, you're on the verge of making a decision that could bankrupt the organization at any point in time right. because you're going to lead with your heart and you would buy anybody whatever groceries they need. Like you would just swipe the card yeah. all day long to take care of people and someone has to look out for the long term 
portion of that of the vision too right so um you know pastor dan phenomenal leader great you know amazing heart um he'd be the first one to say this like i love people i just love people and i'm here for people yeah and we all are yeah but you recognize that the best way for us to help people for the next 30 years is to make logistical decisions <laughs> and I can, we're going to help people long you know what i'm saying and here's the thing and i like i'm going to use real names right there's a new couple been coming to our church, uh, Gus and and, Gus and, Grace. and Grace, Gracie, Gracie, I think, yeah. Gus and Gracie. Um, and this the, to put context in how I think, how my mind works is, I I like them as people, and I would hang out with them, right, right. Now, the way I think from like what you just said, logistics or the organization. What's best for Gus and Gracie from a spiritual level with their walk with the Lord is not being friends with Justin because he's quote unquote one of the pastors. Like, you know, in a smaller church, everybody wants to be friends. Sure, like, sure, like totally. What's best for them in their walk with the Lord is to go through our machine. Yeah. Our steps, our system. Plug into the community. You're going right. to, you, you know, God, you're going to find freedom. Uh, you're through relationships and small groups. We're, we're going to help you discover your purpose. And then we're going to activate you in ministry, whether you ever have lunch with me or not, that's what's best for you. Right. And that's how I think. So, um, for you to have a great walk with the Lord and you come be a part of our church, you don't have to be best friends with Brad Livingston. Right. Totally. You go through our machine, whether me and you ever see each other outside a church or have a meal, or you come to my house cause you're not going to come. No you, one comes you, to Josh's no, house. Yeah, you. Chances are you won't be at my I've house. I've pulled up in his driveway <laughs> once since he's been working. Here. Yeah, um, but um, it, that's not what's best for you. You know, right. like what, whether that ever happens. The same with you. Same with Pastor Dan. Right. Um, so it's not that. It's not that. I, and I have to preface like I use those as real people because I do like them, and I totally would go have lunch or dinner. It's not that yeah. I don't want to do those things. It's just not what you need. Right. Well, like, the, I'll do it. Well, the thing is, that. yeah, we're not going to have 500 people at our house. Like, right, right, right. It's, it's, it's what you're saying is it's impossible. It's impossible for our church to grow if I'm the catalyst relationally. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it all hinges on who gets to hang out with the pastor, man, what a, what a lid. Yeah, we're already too big. Yeah. You right, know, so exactly. it's, it's, that's why all those other things exist. And that's why I kind of refer to it as a machine. Those are like parts Like go through that. That's mm-hmm. where you're going to get everything you personally need. And if we become friends along the way, awesome like i was yeah. at a small group sunday night like we had a great yeah. time like we, yeah, we played games like it was it was just a fun little time so um if we run in the same circles as far as we show up at the same small groups and we become friends icing on the cake yeah for both of us because i want the relationship too yeah totally you, you know what I'm saying? totally yeah it's just what's best for the people right and and it's the difference you know that's what i say it's the difference between you know pastor dan myself justin like i said i'm i'm kind of a weird hybrid between the two of you guys like i understand the system i know why it's here you know i helped i helped structure it in the beginning like um we built the church a certain way because we knew it could sustain growth um in the at the same time the first five years first five years of the church, you know, Pastor Dan was our our lead pastor, who is now our founding pastor, was our lead pastor, and I was in a constant state of trying to help him with that. And not to say he's not a great leader and can't figure all that on his own, but you know, when someone's standing in front of you, you're and you're a feeling person. You know, you lead with your heart. You're gonna, you know, you maybe like communicate or whatever to them something that's like whoa well whoa 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 um and we've all kind of found ourselves there. that's what we we do things you know we talk about like blanket answers and stuff like that try to help people get them in the right area because you know how many see how many times 
do people email or call the church thinking they need to talk to me, right? You know, it's like, hey, I need to talk to Pastor Brad. And what they, you know, whether it's help with the bills or whatever, I'm like, you don't need to talk to me, actually, because I can't do that. <laughs> like, oh. in our policies and procedures, <laughs> I can't give you money. I can't even sign a check. Like, right. you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> or, or even, or even uh, they need somebody. Right, just not me. Just not I you. can't help them, you know, other than uh, giving my own personal <laughs> stuff. And I've done that before, but yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, I can't do that for everybody. Yeah. I wonder if that guy yesterday liked that shepherd's pie. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Total Justin science. gave away some shepherd pie I gave yesterday. away my dinner. So all that to say is, is you know, Sunday we talked about imagining what's now. Yeah, right? Imagining good. imagining what's now. Because there's there's always great opportunity on the other side of whatever. But what about what you do with right with what's the grass, now? Grass ain't always greener. Nope. Grass is greener where you water it. Or where there's a septic tank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey yo! <laughs> so you might just be covering up some crap. So hey, cut the crap. Cut the cut crap. Cut the crap and imagine. So we're talking about imagining what's now, and so often everyone wants to imagine what's next. We want to look for what's next. We wish we had gifts that we don't have. We I'm wish we had this. opportunities we didn't. Right? And it's like, no, no, no. What what happens when you imagine what's right now? I'm totally this person. Yeah, it, well, yeah. <laughs> that, like a dreamer, like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I was, gonna have. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna. I'm, yeah, I was. I was like, did it hit you a little bit Sunday? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm totally. Yeah. It wasn't a revelation. To right, me. No, I totally like, know. This. <laughs> but so but, this, it's, but that's totally me. A combination of some of the stuff. So I'm reading Erwin McManus's book. Yeah. Uh, Chasing daylight. Is it good? Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Is it weird at all? No. Okay. I mean, he, he he's a he's a good storyteller. Okay, good. So um, I'm gonna have to check it out. But he's also there's a couple weird approaches, but I get it. Yeah. I could see what he's doing early in the book, so it's really good. But uh, Erwin McManus wrote a book called Chasing Daylight, and a lot of what we pulled from is some of the content from his book. You know, just ideas and stuff. As a matter of fact, there's a quote in here from Erwin McManus, and and um, and he was talking about that. The whole like the whole premise behind Chasing Daylight is chasing what's in today, owning the moment. You have one day. You have right now. What are you doing with right now? Because if you're not doing anything with right now, stop thinking you're going to do something with tomorrow. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that was the whole premise of Sunday. Like, imagine what's now. Man, it reminds me of this really cliche. Maybe it's not cliche. I always think it's cliche. I don't know where I heard it. But it's like this Christian, one of those Christian type sayings, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but it was like, when the Lord created today, you were in his thoughts and you were in his plans. Knowing this, what are you going to do today? That's good. You know, like he created today specific. Yeah. With you in mind. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Knowing that. Yeah. If, what are if you going to do with it? If that's true. Which what are you going to do with it? What are you yeah. going to do with that? No, totally. And so to help get people's, fr- um, get them in the mental framework, we, we went through three different things that we wanted them to imagine, right? The first one is uh, that we wanted to imagine. Having no regret. Having no regret. No regrets. No regrets. Uh, and, you know, we talked Sunday and we even brought someone up on the stage talking about this, right? Is that what would, um, uh, imagine living life where you weren't always looking in the past, you know, and how so many people romanticize or stay fixated on where they've come from. Yes. That they're completely blinded to where they're going. Right. And so, um, you know, Erwin McManus says we weren't created to walk backwards into our future. Mm-mm. And we did an analogy Sunday. We had someone come on stage and they were walking, they were walking backwards towards their future. Like they're moving forward, but, but they're walking backwards and they're looking at what's behind them, completely blinded to every opportunity or tragedy 
that's in front of them. So they can't see anything coming and they don't see whether that's opportunity or whether that's tragic, whatever. Danger. Danger. There, there's, a, to it. there's a reason the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror. Come on. Hey. Hey, say that. Hey, so, uh, I'm done. Imagine, we'll be here all week. Uh, so imagine, <laughs> imagine having no regrets, right? And then number two said, imagine having no worry. Imagine having no worry. So no regrets is not worrying about your past, but then imagine having no worry, worrying about your future. Mm. And we, I, we pose the question. It's like, and, and I'll pose it right here on the podcast, right? For your listeners out there, like, I want you to think right now. I want you to think about all the things you worry about right now. Think about what you worry about. Maybe it's bills. Maybe it's your house, your mortgage. Maybe it's your retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's health. Um, maybe it's whether or not your car is going to crank in the morning. <laughs> like, uh, you know, employment, that, that promotion you're trying to get, the new job you're trying to get. Maybe it's a degree, right? Maybe it's the relationship that you're going after and you're wondering if there's anything you know, is it going anywhere? Is it the right thing for me? I want you to think about all the things you worry about. Now I want you to ask yourself, can you really control any of them? Can you really, can, I think you can help the op, you can help the chances of their outcome. Like, but there's consequences contr- for a decision. Like you get right. a bad decision. Right. There may be consequences. If, if you're lazy yeah. at work, you're not getting that promotion. So, but you know what I'm saying? But can you really control any of the circumstances? No. Control is elusive and it's right. it's, a, it's, a, it's false. It's a figment of our imagination. Figment. Yeah. So can you really control them? The answer is no. Because even if you're a rock star at your job, even if you're the best, you know what? You're one buyout in your company away from not having that job anymore. That's true. I know a guy right now, one of, our, one of my close friends was one of the top salesmen in a company here in Pensacola for over a, a decade, maybe close to 20 years. Company got bought out, gone, fired. Top at, salesman, gone. At the house. At the house. <laughs> Kicking and, it. And you know, like a three-legged <laughs> like a ninja. Like a three-legged ninja. <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, is you, you know what I mean? You can give your whole life to, but guess what? You can't control that. Same with your health. You may be hel- you, you can eat right, you can exercise, and I'm all for those things. I'm trying to do better out of myself. It's hard. You you can eat right, you can exercise, you can do all those things, but you know what? You're one doctor's report away from t- like completely wrecking your whole life. You know, and you're that's why I don't go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, like, now, granted, th- those are possibilities. You can't control any of that. At the same time, you, h- how many of us stay up worrying about the job that we have? And we're completely secure in it, and we'll have it until we decide not to have it anymore, but we're worried about losing it. Because it's not always negative. We paint the negative connotation, but it's not always negative, you know? Uh, how, many, how many of us worry about our health? You're a hypochondriac, always Googling your symptoms or whatever. You're fine. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah. WebMD is the worst. Yeah. You mowed the grass yesterday, so your back hurts. It's not something that, you know, like- It's not a tumor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> calm down, you know? So, but that's the thing. Like, we worry. We worry about what we can't control, and the reality is we can't control anything, therefore we worry about everything. Mm. And the, and so, man, we, yeah, I mean, we kind of find ourselves in that difficult positions, and we're constantly looking for something else, right? Robert Holden says this, beware of destination addiction, which is a preoccupation with the idea that happiness is in the next place, the next job, and with the next partner. 
Until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. That's good. Got to live in the right now. That's good. Which takes us to our third point, which is... Imagine what's now. Imagine what's now. And through all this, we've been given... There were, Sunday, we gave scriptures, Genesis 2, Genesis 3, Jeremiah 29. We're, we're skipping over some of that. If you want to catch all that, man, head up the sermon. You can see where we, we did all that. But yeah, so it's it's recognizing, again, that there are key moments in our life. And Sunday, we really built up the idea that this was a key moment in our church. And that's when we announced AMC and, and that we are moving and, and, uh, and recognizing that... The mystery of a moment is that it's strong enough to ignore and big enough to change your life forever at the same time. Think about that. The power of a moment and the mystery of a moment is it's small enough to ignore, but it's also big enough to change your entire life forever. That's that's good. Right? So what do we do with the key moments? Because life is really just the sum total of what we do with the moments that are given to us. Mm. On the moment. So... Yeah, absolutely. Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. What does that say, Justin? This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. So you have a choice. Key moments. You have a choice. And what I told uh, them with talking about my buddy Micah that walked around the walked around the uh, water park. We were in the river, but he was walking around the outskirts. And I think there's far too many people out there that are walking around the outskirts of life while everyone else is in the river. They're floating. They're chilling. The current of the Holy Spirit is carrying them through life. And you're on the outskirts, just close enough to be part of our conversation, but not close enough to let the Holy Spirit carry you through what you're going through. Deliver you from your past, right? Remove the anxiety of your future. Help you capitalize on what's right now. You know, All that. You're looking at the people around you, wondering how they do it. They do it because God is working and operating in and through their life, right? So that's how it happens. And so what are three ways that we can get plugged into that? What are three ways? Well, obviously, going back to the four steps, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. And if you're somewhere in your journey and you want to know more clarity on how you can get there, man, send us an email. We'd love to help you with that, right? Call the church office, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram, whatever. Like we want to help you with that. Um, But there's three ways that you can help support and partner with where we're going as a church. First of all, you can give your time, right? If you want to join the dream team, you're in the Pensacola area and uh, man, you want to give your time, jump on board with us. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there that even if you're not in the Pensacola area, but you want to join the TC Dream Team, there may be some coming opportunities for you to do that from your home in whatever city you live in. And so we would love to get you that information as well so you can reach out to us, contact at transformationchurch.com. Also, your talents. What are you gifted at? And how can you get plugged in? You want more information? You can check out our Grow Track Fast Pass or just Grow Track every Sunday after service and get plugged in there. So your time, your talent, and then your treasure. And I want to go ahead and put this out there. We don't, we never do this, but I'm going to put it out there because this is a vision step for us at TC. Maybe you're out there listening and you are in the Pensacola area. You never really given a TC, but God is speaking to your heart right now saying he wants you to sow into where we're going. I want to invite you to do that. I'm not going to tell you a dollar figure. That's not my job. What I want to tell you is right now, if the Lord's telling you, Hey, listen, I want you to give to the vision and partner with Transformation Church. It's easy. Go to mytc.life and you can click give or giving. 
And right there, you can you can uh, partner with us financially. Um, you know, if maybe maybe you're a listener out there, you're not in the Pensacola area, uh, but you're just one of our listeners, and you want to support and partner with us and where we're going in this next season in life. And God's speaking to you right now um, to give. Man, I want to encourage you give whatever it is, whatever the amount is. Doesn't matter to us. Um, it, I, well, I take that back. It all matters to us. Whether it's two dollars, two hundred dollars, twenty thousand dollars, it all matters because you're every person that gives is helping accomplish the vision. So it's not that it doesn't matter to us; it's that it all matters to us. Yeah, I think of it not even as a gift, as an investment. True. You know. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because it's uh, it is. Yeah, man. I it means it reminds me of what a uh, old boy said at Ark, right? That a seed a seed given is not thrown away, but it's invested for a harvest in the next season. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's good right there. So whatever you give today, man, I believe God's going to bless you back in return for that. So, and man, have a look. Let's say we could say this on the podcast because we don't really have time in church to really expound. But, like, when it comes to giving, like, uh, you know, it's even things like stock donations. Yeah. And, 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 you know, a lot of people, even in their, it's funny, in their estate planning will include their church. Yeah. Uh, but what, here, and here's what I say, I say that about stock donations because a lot of people don't realize, like, if you, let's say you had Coca Cola stock and you wanted to donate to, to our church, let's just use real life examples. Sure. And you wanted to, you want to sell the stock to donate to the church, don't do that. Transfer the stock to us and we'll sell it because you'll avoid capital gains taxes because yeah, churches have don't taxes. have to pay it. That's right. So you'll get your, your write off as the, as the donation, yep. and then tax you'll right you'll avoid the capital gains tax because churches don't have to pay capital gains exactly. taxes. Exactly. So, so you can transfer the stock to us, and we'll sell it. That type so, of thing. Yeah. More yeah. goes to the kingdom, and Absolutely. you got to pay less. Yeah. And keep the government's hands off of it. That's it. That's hey. it. Separate from church and state. That's hey, what everybody hey, always talking about. Hey. That's what they say. <laughs> hey, we all about it. Hey. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so do that. So, man, whoever you are out there, I believe there's a couple of you listeners right now. Go to mytc.life and you can give um, financially. You can give electronically there. And if you, just for whatever reasons, if maybe you're out there, you want to write a business check, go to mytc.life. You can look up our address. You can mail that if you want to, whatever. Mm-hmm. We never do that on this podcast, but we're going into a special season. And I believe God is going to move on some of our listeners' hearts to to support. And if you do, um, if you go to mytc.life and you give electronically there in the note, do me a huge favor put your contact info because i want to write you a personal thank you for partnering with us through this podcast um and so you know i would love to as their lead pastor send you something so i just want to say um thank you guys man we're so we're so excited so excited for what's coming justin yeah buddy so and uh yeah it's huge and and just like we talked about we talked about this a few weeks ago and we said it again sunday god's never going to trust us with provision or prosperity or anything like that which i don't believe god's looking to give us prosperity as in riches, but provision as in navigating us through life. But God's not looking to give anyone provision that's not willing to take care of people. Mm. And uh, giving to TC does help us. uh, But but, uh, giving to the Lord through TC does give us the opportunity um, to continue to impact people's lives. So, uh, yeah, for those of you out there. But nonetheless, we're excited. We're going, moving forward. Get on board, yo. Get on board. (laughs) So the Imagine Project is all about two words. I'm, I'm in. in. So uh, jump on board. Start today. More information, transformationchurch.com. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, we love you guys. Justin, where can they find more info on us? Transformationchurch.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. All right, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Check us again next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See ya. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.